0: Hi, everybody, and, and welcome back to Deserts of Plenty. Uh, my name is Ralph, and uh, Deserts of Plenty is a podcast that grew out of um, my recognition that in today's world, we are inundated with calories. but sorely lacking in nutrition, especially like nutritional advice that we can follow. We are awash in information, but knowledge seems to be at an all-time low. It seems like the more one reads, the less one knows to be true. And similarly, we are awash in experiences. You can pick up your phone, have food delivered to you. You can scroll through dozens, if not hundreds of potential mates or dates. And, uh, but we're sorely lacking in actual connection and in experiences that matter to us. It's kind of like the pleasure principle in Brave New World in which there's all this stuff out there, but nobody's happy. And um, I'm trying to navigate that world and, and sort of bring some sense to it and discover what it truly means to be happy. Since we all want that, I assume, I shouldn't assume that, that's what I want anyway, I would like to be happy. But when you start thinking about what does it mean to be happy, well, that's uh, that's, that's odd, right? Because, you know, corporations will have us confuse pleasure with happiness. Because they can sell us pleasure, but not happiness. And in a weird way, the more pleasure one gets, the less happy one is. And that's that's there's a physiological reason behind that, as well as, um, I guess, an experiential one. Um, and I've heard a couple of definitions of happiness, both of which I like, and I go back and forth. One is to be happy, is uh, is the feeling you get between accomplishing one desire or achieving one desire. And finding another one. So that space, like after, aha, done that. Woo, I feel good. Oh, wait a minute. I want this. And then you start getting unhappy. And I've also heard that happiness comes from solving problems, uh, which I also really like. Uh, I just know that for me right now, I'm seeking a lot of activities that bring me a certain amount of discomfort. Like cold showers and cold plunges and fasting and going to the gym and running every morning and getting up at 5.30, 6 a.m. These things are not great in the moment, um, but they bring me a lot of pleasure. Another thing that I've just started doing uh, is a thing called morning pages, which uh, you get up and first thing in the morning, you dash off three pages of written material just as fast as you can. Or not as fast as you can, but a stream of consciousness so you don't bring the pen up. If you've got nothing to say, you write that. Oh, i got nothing to say right now. What's going on in my head? What's happening? What am I thinking about? What's on my mind? And uh, I've only been doing it for two weeks, every day for about two weeks. That's not true. I had a brief interruption when I went away. But I have been doing it for 14 days of the last, I guess, 21, 22 days. And uh, so far, the only thing that I've noticed different is I'm sleeping better. And I have no idea if they're related. My supposition is that one of the things that I've started writing down is my dreams. And the more I write dreams down, the more I dream and the more I remember them. Or I guess I should say, I don't know, I'm dreaming more. But I remembered them more. And when I check my sleep score on my Fitbit, it's showing me that, oh yeah, you've been sleeping more. Uh, and that's pretty cool. So I've enjoyed that. So uh yeah, that's what the podcast is about in a nutshell. And uh, today, what I wanted to talk about, is uh something near and dear to my heart for the wrong reasons it's um, okay i'm gonna set it up the classic uh scenario the classic scenario is this uh the student appears before the master the master is holding a stick big stick a club and he says to the student uh say what this is if you say it is a stick i will beat you with it say that it is not a stick and i will also beat you with it Now, on first glance, it seems like there is no way out of this situation. To say it's a stick, he gets beaten. If he says it's not a stick, he will also get beaten. So there seems to be no way out. This is the classic double bind, B-I-N-D, bind. You're bound by a choice. And this choice is damned if you do, damned if you don't. The no-win situation. For Star Trek fans, the Kubiashi Maru situation. You have no way out. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, there is no good option. And so in this situation, what does the student do? Now if you're like me, your mind is awash in all kinds of like, oh, well, maybe can just run away <laughs> situations. So we got to make up some rules. Like, we can't leave. He'll die. Uh, the, the master's, and he wants the master's, he wants the, uh, the education that the master can give him. So he's not going to run away. There's no... Uh, trick i guess in that uh he has a he's a magic and he changes the stick into like a, a balloon none of that he's just got this is the choice and so what does the student do and um, it's reminiscent of like when as a child you play with certain kids who can't lose you know and uh you've got rules of the game and you think it's one way like oh it's just tag and then you tag them and they're like, oh, uh, uh, no, I have my fingers crossed. You can't tag me with my fingers crossed. You're like, oh, okay. So then you tag them again. Oh, 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 it's also I'm in the shadows. You can't tag me with in the shadows. Or I said like uh, home free or home base or whatever. But it's those kinds of kids that can't lose. Those kids grow up <laughs> and they do the same things. Um, and also this is a hallmark of narcissists. If you've ever had a narcissist in your life, this is something that they will do. In my experience, they've done this to me. And I'm going to share with you a real example of what happened to me. But uh, I it's not just narcissists that do this. I think we probably all do this to people in a certain at certain times, and it's to be aware of when we are doing it or when it is done to us. So in my example, I was um, I had been in a relationship. The relationship ended for a time, uh, a few months, uh, and then we got back together. And so when we got back together my uh, partner at the time said while we were apart you had other people other women in your apartment and i was like yes and she was that makes me very uncomfortable because well other people have been here and and uh you know i guess it didn't really matter to her that her place she would shared with her husband previous but that didn't matter it was my thing and um me being empath that i am uh saw it from her point of view and then uh slowly i started thinking about it and um i knew like i can't just move because she wants me to because that's that's going to be bad but as i thought about it i started getting excited about the idea of moving and so i finally after about a couple weeks Uh, said, yeah, you know, I, now that I don't, now that I think about moving, I'm finding all the things I don't like about my place. It's an apartment in a condo, so it's got a tiny kitchen with no counter space, and I really want a big kitchen, so I got excited about moving, and so I handed in my notice. I went, found a place um, that I was going to take over in like six weeks. Anyway, as the time got nearer, For that to happen, uh, my partner at the time got very agitated and I was, what's going on? And she was like, well, now you're moving and I feel like you're moving for me. And now that I feel now beholden to you, I feel like I owe you something and you're going to hold it over my head. And no amount of me saying, I'm not going to hold it over your head. Just because I'm moving doesn't mean you owe me your life or anything. Like, uh, you know, uh, I understand it, but that's not going to happen anyway. She was adamant that that was a problem, and it, you know, she basically picked a fight with me over that, and that became a big point of contention. So here I am, damned if I do, damned if I don't. If I hadn't moved, that would have been a sign that I was not, that I didn't care enough about her. Moving put her in an impossible situation where uh, she was going to now owe me something for doing what she asked me to do. Um, so here I am in this crazy situation. So if you had time to think about what the student does, here's the answer to the riddle. And you can pause now if you want to think about it more. Um, but essentially what the student does is he takes the stick from the master and breaks it. There you go. And what's going on here is that the student is refusing to play the master's game. There's no obligation to play the game that someone is giving you. We didn't consent to play this crazy game, you know. In the child in the playground example, you can just say like, "Well, you know what? I'm not playing with you anymore. Done." That's you walk away from it, realizing what's going on and what what the power structure is, and just refusing to partake in this, changing the rules of the game or changing the rules as dictated to you because you didn't consent to them. So anytime you're in a double-blind situation that's the way out of it is to refuse to uh, 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 adhere to the rules that have been dictated to you without any say so. So what did I do? Um, well, what I did in my case is I just called it out and I said, look, this is this is the situation you gave me. This was a no-win situation. Damn it if I do. Damn it if I don't. What would you have done if the situation were reversed? Uh, which led to a big argument and I think about narcissists when you when you hold their head and force them to see what they're doing, here's the answer. They go, whatever. Why are you getting so worked up about it? Jeez, come on. Have you seen yourself? Anyway, <laughs> the thing about narcissists is if you've ever felt like you should record conversations every time you talk to one of them, that might be a sign that you're dealing with a narcissist. You should do like a Jeff Foxworthy type routine of like, when blank happens, you might be dealing with a narcissist. Because they are all the same. And I I got episodes coming up on narcissists and narcissism and dealing with it and healing from it. Because um, I've had three big ones in my life. And boy, oh boy, they've taught me a lot uh, and given me a lot of resiliency. So gratitude. Thank you for showing me who you are. Anyway, the double bind is an interesting situation. You may face it. uh, If you do, uh, I'd love to hear about it uh, comment here, send me an email. Uh, I'd love to talk about it. Anybody wants to get on and talk to me about narcissist, narcissism, empathy, empaths, uh, or anything here in this podcast. I'm, I'm, I would love to have conversations with people about this stuff because that fascinates me to absolutely no end. All right. Well, I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Uh, this is Ralph signing off, and, uh, be well, everybody take care.